we can uh, post about oh, it. I, but should I redo it? No, you shouldn't. It's too late. We've already I'm started. Not with the it. podcast I, is I, happening I right now. Hey, welcome to the Amnon Tedcast. Yeah, um, we decided the Chudcast wasn't really working anymore, so uh, our buddy's just gonna come on and do his thing. Yep, yep. Yeah, I've actually bought the rights to this, uh, and uh, it's over after this episode. So I mean, take it. Well, you got well, what it. a better movie to go out on than Geostorm, starring Gerard <laughs> Butler. A movie where everything goes out, uh, but in CGI. In an aftershock of Disaster Month, we watched another disaster movie. The reason that we watched this was because uh, we watched Godzilla 98, and I looked up the, uh, the, the writer's other writing things and i found that he also wrote geostorm and i have and i saw geostorm when it came out in theaters i dragged one of my friends along with me and we went and we saw geostorm in the theaters it was fucking awful (laughs) it was it it wasn't a bad theater going experience because no one else was there but it was not a pleasant (sighs) did you did you see it day one no huh I don't remember. Actually, you know what? Let me go look that up. Someone else talk about the plot to this movie, and I will research. The Geostorm I fandom Geostorm is dying. Tickets. Retweet <laughs> this if you're really Geostorm head. Yeah. So, God. Geostorm, yeah. Um, written, directed, and produced. It's one of the two movies directed by Dean Devlin, who you all might better uh, know as the guy that directed uh, Independence Day, Stargate, all of these really good, influential movies. And then he said, I want to direct too. And Geostorm came about, which is this who, you know, when you see a movie and it's on the cusp of um, it might actually be good because it's bad and it's bad. It's just on the it's bad side of the fence uh it stars gerard butler for about three minutes i don't know three minutes minutes total god like this movie it's it it's not fun in how it's bad it's not like terrible where i just want to quit it's just bewildering like i i don't know what to make of it any second that it's playing on the screen like the acting is pretty bad there's like a good actor one one good actor in geostorm who is uh, um, Jesse Beats? The one, the, yeah. the one lady who played Domino and and Dead. Yep, that's and, her. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. One. And, then, and and you can tell she's good because when she's in the frame, when she's in the scene, she makes the other actors and actresses good. Um, yeah. Nobody else. Of yeah, people play off of her. Nobody else in this movie who have a, a pretty distinct and um, notable filmography can do that for some reason. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. so I, I I saw Geostorm on October twenty second, twenty seventeen, because I tweeted about it. And All I right. my tweets. Congratulations! Yes, it was awful. <laughs> I I had trouble watching it on as small of a screen as I have, so I'm terrified of thinking about like what it would be like on the big screen. Yeah, I watched your screen share, and it ran at about 20 frames a second most of the time. It was not very smooth, but... Well, sorry, um, but... I think that was... I'm going to I'm gonna blame the movie for that as yeah. much as I... Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, because I was... Because movies run at 24.96 frames per second, but... Um, or 9.8, whatever, but... Um, Discord runs at 30, so there's going to be, like, a drop frame every... Every so often... Yeah, it's so this movie is about 
It sets up a lot of plot stuff, like, right at the beginning with a little girl narrating over stock footage of disasters, which is kind of a, the I guess... The little girl is, like, the scientific core of the movie. Like... You can call that some sort of world building, I guess. She is the... She's the beginning and the ending narration because she is smart child who will save us all one day. She's the she's the climate kid, whatever her name, Greta something. A lot of Greta how Thunberg, Thunberg or whatever. Yeah, she's the Greta Thunberg of Geostorm. Yeah, she, um, yeah, she. What a title! Yeah, a, a lot of how they framed because throughout the movie, this girl shows up, and every time she shows up after this introductory sequence, she doesn't say anything of merit. She just says what's going to happen next no. to the plot, like she's she psychic. like it, 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 it's weird because she's weirdly assertive. For, like, the parts of the movie where she's, like, you know, like, during the narration and when she's, like, directly arguing with her father. And then for every other sequence, she's just, like, simpering little girl, like, waiting to wa- waiting for daddy to come home kind of shit. Like, yeah, it's this movie is tiring. It's just kind <laughs> of a confusing mess. Well, no, it's not confusing. It's just sort of clunky, I guess, would be a good description yeah. for it. Yeah. It does not pirouette gracefully from plot point to plot point. It just kind of stumbles. Um, they they backloaded all of the disaster shit. Like, almost all of the big disaster stuff that they actually spent the budget on is pretty close to the end of the movie. They um, had they, they had some pretty good sequences early on, yeah. but, like, most of it was, like... You know, like, there was the scene in Afghanistan where a whole bunch of people get frozen. But it was like, you know, they didn't they didn't actually show the people getting frozen. They just showed the aftermath so they could, like, get away with doing, you know, like, practical stuff and people dressed up with fake snow and posed into place kind of shit. But That was uh, all right. Like, I, that was, it reminded me of knowing in a good way. Yeah, how they how they did that one because it was like the first scene of us being like, oh, something's wrong, you know, with the weather. That was a really cool way to frame it. And the problem is that they did nothing with it. They just said, "Ooh, there's ice in the middle of the desert," and then the scene changed. And now all of the weather is basically elemental attacks that are launched by satellites and hit exactly one city with exactly one type of weather. Yeah, y- <laughs> or yeah, laser. exactly one type. There's like you got your fire, you got your ice. You got your uh, water. Yeah, we're you not know, giving you like... all three. God, um, no earth though. It didn't fire. cause it didn't cause any earthquakes. I wish so, it did. That would have been great. To try and summarize this movie, if such a thing is even possible, um, it it's exactly by... what you expect it to be. <sighs> it starts it's exactly by introducing what you that think it is. Earth had a lot of climate disasters, so we built a network of satellites called Dutch Boy, which is fucking <laughs> stupid. And Dutch this is Boy the worst the name for anything. What, like they, the, they could the have named story, it something better. The story was of the Dutch boy as they plugged up a dam with his finger. Which I'm sorry. Normally, I, I, no, <laughs> normally when naming like shit like this, you'll name it after like a Greek god or something. Yeah, someone influential, not a little boy that had a really damn filling Dutch, finger. The Dutch boy did not become god of the weather. He just yeah. sat there and stopped it from happening. This one apparently can shoot lasers. It can create mega lightning. It can create tornadoes at will. Yeah, um, how did it create <laughs> mega lightning? By the way, that was yeah. never explained. The, uh, the little fan on the satellite opened, and all of a sudden we had lightning beams. The menu goes attack, item, magic, and you go lightning two after picking magic, and that's what happened. Why didn't they name the project like uh, 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 like the? Why why didn't they name Dutch Boy Zeus and then call the project to kill everyone and become the new president Dutch Boy instead? Yeah, 
Pro- Project Ed Harris is always typecast as a villain. Yeah, Project Ed Harris is always the bad guy. Good God. Uh, so what turns out to happen is you get the first few disasters happening. Uh, Gerard Butler goes up to the International Space Station to investigate. And they're saying, we got to pull some satellites offline. we got to do stuff. He's kind of disgraced in that he used to be the guy in charge of the project. And he was just belligerent and didn't get along with the administration. He so they took one him off. senator. Yeah. And that too. he became bad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they were and reviled. <laughs> He's living his his best life out in a high tech trailer with solar panels on it. So that's cool. And he's got a cute daughter, and his my wife left me sort of deal. But he's still trying, you know. And he basically gets... Gerard Butler builds a tiny house during a presidential assassination. I mean, there's worse things you could do, but and true. He. So he is called up to go to space with his brother, who he never cooperates with. Max, who is. God, he's bad. Max oh is so God. bad. He, every time he came up, I wanted to leave. I didn't like his acting. Jim, Jim Sturgis, you have an enemy in this podcast. It's me. Yeah, I will outact you, you by you being human. <laughs> yeah, We should just you, add Jim. him on Twitter and see if he'll block the Chudcast account. That would be a really good idea. Just like, at, fuck you, fuck you. But so I, he goes I, to I, space. I, I, I don't feel like harassing actors is a very good, is a very good road for our brand to go down. It's, it's great a good if gimmick, they fight though. back. Yeah, yeah. Then you get publicity. We could have a stained type situation here. That would be great. <laughs> you want to you become the ne- next trap, uh, target of Trapped. There we go. Trapped. The Headstrong no, was... guys? They're going to... Yeah, what did you say? Stained? I said I think stained. They're... No, stained is all right. What the hell is right. stained doing nowadays? Stained is fine. They're okay. I'm so Love sorry, stained. stained. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he goes up to space. Um, there was a scene in which a guy figured out that one of the faulty satellites had been infected and he took the information on a flash drive and then they just blew him out of an airlock because they instantly knew somehow. Um, yeah. And then Jared Butler is investigating stuff on the space station trying to find out what's going on. And he sends a coded message to Max back down on Earth. <laughs> which, <laughs> in the how does that code work possible? again? God. It's like... Uh... A, a hidden code between brothers. It's like it's, it, 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 it's like a thing where he speaks out where he speaks out a sentence and there are numbers and then yeah uh, he said um, he says the number of words after that is the oh actual my God, word. What did he say? So, he was yeah. like, "You remember when Dad brought us fishing at Key Biscayne? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and he dropped a cell phone and they're like, "Oh, a key. The cell phone's the key." <laughs> It reminded yeah. me of like and the I old tried Batman to sabotage movie. his his fishing line, yeah. and the pin wouldn't come out. <laughs> and and the, he said, "You can't win every time, son," or something like. And then "Sabotage" by Beastie Boys started playing. <laughs> okay, small side. "Sabotage" by Beastie Boys was used to great effect in Star Trek Beyond. It's used in to great effect in most like things that it's used. It's in. Fucking fantastic! It's a I love fluid song. song. Yeah. Anyway, um, we find <laughs> out that. The whole thing is a conspiracy by uh, Ed Harris to kill the president in the entire presidential line of succession and become president somehow. I don't yeah. Know. If everyone's – what was his – his line of thinking was if everyone in line for the presidency was stru- uh, like struck by a bolt of lightning – Oh, no. He's he secretary of state, so he is in the list. He just yeah. has to eliminate all of the rest of the but list. But he had to kill everyone in a single bolt of lightning for some reason. I like how we d- we're not even questioning what role Ed Harris is in. He's just in the kill everyone and become president he, role. I'm pretty sure they just let him walk oh. on like set and start doing whatever he wanted. He just sits down with a drink and says, I want to kill the president. It's like, okay, okay, Ed, we got you. It's like, 
Mr. Devlin, uh, he's not in this movie. I can't get him off of the set. Just give him a suit. <laughs> he won't leave. He's, he Harris keeps saying he's going to become president. I think he believes this is <laughs> happening. <laughs> and that, my my child, is how Geostorm was born. <laughs> they were filming a totally unrelated plot before Ed Harris showed up. They, they were trying to do A Few Good Men 2, and he just showed up and ruined it. God. They, they like, threaten us with a Geostorm for the longest time, but they don't even follow through with, like, well, like you know, it's counting down to, like, the Geostorm, but, like, is it reversible after that point? Does it, like, does it, So like, the premise of Geostorm is that eventually weather stuff will happen so bad that storms will cause other storms. They don't explain that in great detail. They just say it's a chain reaction. Um, and we know it's bad. And they say it like five times that this would cause a geostorm. Um, I think whoever came up with the word geostorm wanted to use it a bunch and use it in the title and thought it was just the coolest shit and couldn't get it out of his head. So, yeah, no, yeah. it's it's just like God. Like I thought. Like I thought. I I I thought like twenty twelve was like it's kind of a shitty vehicle to have like people you know, just wander around to disaster scenes and then get owned. But this is, like, even worse. Like, they don't... Nothing makes any sense at all. Like, science doesn't even begin to factor into this. It's just like, yeah, we fired lasers into the clouds. and It's it, magic. It's, it's magic. It's magic. And for some reason, the lasers can't be powerful enough to melt buildings and set everything on fire. But, uh, no, nobody will ever use that for sure. And like, uh, it has what's supposed to be an exciting sequence of Max and his fiance kidnapping the president so they can have the codes that shut down the weather satellites. As and we call it, pulling a national treasure too. God, they they drive around in this stupid looking compact car that <laughs> is supposed to be car. a self. It's a self driving taxi apparently. Um, and I guess uh, it did have to be that because they use that to fake it out and let uh, Ed Harris think he's blown up yeah. the president which also the car physics in this are looney tunes they are gta oh my God, they're amazing like, every car that flips there yeah there's a scene where um one car hits the other the the one car that hits it isn't going that fast but the other car flips about, about eight times <laughs> upside down and explodes 120 feet away gta like, physics on the cars does not make for a good movie but it does make for a slightly more entertaining movie yeah like it did remind me of the Invincible limo sequence in 2012, how that limo is just ripping through the city and it goes off of like a 50-foot jump and lands and it's just fine. Like, the cars in this are, are video game cars, which it's it's a brief reprieve of entertainment. Um, everything else about the movie is half-baked. Like, the conspiracy plot is, oh yeah, <laughs> someone, is, someone is using the weather satellites for evil. Um, I wonder how that could have happened. Like, ah. Oh. It, it doesn't make me want to stop watching the movie. It's just dumb enough that you want to see what they're going to do with it next, but not good. It's like they, they pulled every trope that they could out of the book and didn't do any of them correctly. I want to talk about the visual effects especially because they're supposed to be like the big the big selling point. But one thing that we did notice, you know, like generally the destruction scenes are pretty good. You know, we have like there was one. nice large-scale destruction, you know uh, – Giant waves destroying Dubai and Moscow getting owned by a space lasers pretty good. That was cool, uh, yeah. Bunch of stuff blowing up in Hong Kong for no reason, but it still looks pretty neat. 
Um, and then you had a we, bad we, version of Hail in Tokyo. Like, yeah, really yeah. Bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they did almost the exact scene from the core with the hail in Tokyo, where in, in the core was the first like weird weather thing that happened, but they did it markedly worse. <laughs> like the CG was worse, and the core came out like ten years, like 10, 15 years before this movie. Like, it's not good, good, but um. Yeah, and then we get to so one particular sticking point that we all had, and I, I looked this up after the first scene because I was curious, and it turned out I was right, and then we could never stop noticing it. Anytime that they are in their spacesuits and we're not doing a a close up shot of their faces, it is an entirely oh, CGI <laughs> Gerard Butler and woman. And, and, it looks and woman nothing whose name like I them forgot. either. Yeah, and it doesn't look good, folks. It looks very bad. Like they, they tried, they obviously tried and I'm sure a lot of people worked very hard on it, but it is very noticeable when you are looking at CGI Gerard Butler and not CGI Gerard Butler. And it's, it's wonderful because you can tell that like at some point, at some point when they were like doing like, when they were like composing shots, someone was like, oh, this doesn't look good. He should fly with his head tilted down so we don't see too much of his face. And there's there's a lot of scenes in the movie where you're seeing the top of Gerard Butler's head because they don't want you to see his CGI face. God. Te- so technically, the technique they used is it's similar to what they have for L.A. Noir, right? It's photogrammetry. Yes, it's photogrammetry. Of an yeah. So so what they did is they sat Gerard Butler down in a chair in a giant in a, in a giant dome filled with cameras and lights. He was filmed by like 15 red cameras pointed at different angles around his head, and then they take all of that data. And they basically uh, composite it into a 3D model of his face. And then they can superimpose the video that they took to essentially have like a moving 3D model with with, with like realistic facial, like like realistic face stuff. God, it looks can... so bad. It looks like <laughs> awful. It looks so bad. Uh, yeah, I played yeah, The we... Sims 1. I played The Sims 1 and they had a feature where you could take a photo of somebody's face and paste it onto a flat <laughs> polygonal plane. I was so, going to so mention like... that. It looks like when you took the iToy camera and you took a picture of your face for fucking Tony Hawk's underground and your <laughs> yeah. face is just flat on the front of this thing. Yeah, it looks like yeah, it definitely looks like there were some points where Gerard Butler's face would just superimposed like some dude's face. Like it looks genuinely bad. And um yeah, and like, you know, the one thing that we forgot from L.A. Noir is the faces they, they animated pretty good. They didn't look really good. Like they were no. <laughs> they were recognizable, but they didn't look good. And um that just comes down to like how much quality you're willing to put into your simulations, and that's a whole nother conversation. But um it's uh, it's it's hilarious because once we started noticing that we couldn't stop noticing it, and for like the final confrontation, they used those CG characters for maybe like eighty percent of the shots when like the space station's blowing. They're up. just tumbling around and looking and really is, bad, and, and it is extremely noticeable. And it like took us out of the entire scene. It was great. Um, but I yeah. like how we've kind of we've no we've literally lost the plot and haven't yeah, really been able to talk about it anymore. It's it's tough to talk about because there's so much wrong with it. <laughs> the Earth is going to be destroyed, but then guess what? It doesn't. Hooray. Basically, <laughs> yeah, Gerard Butler goes up into space, does nothing, uh, and then his brother down in um, – where is he? Florida? For some reason, the president's yep, in Florida. the DNC is in Florida. But also the White House. Um, some of the time. Yeah, Sometimes. so 
his magically teleporting brother is down there doing political espionage. Gerard Butler, who is like showcased as the leading man in this movie, is on screen about as much uh, as Jared Leto was during Suicide Squad as the Joker. He's uh, up there not understanding the plot. Yeah, he doesn't know what the hell's happening. And he keeps sending coded messages to his brother like, hey, I think I almost got killed. And then he knocks a guy out and, and then almost blows up. That's it. Yep. And then Ed Harris goes to jail. Well, and the thing is, there is a big final flashy sequence of the entire giant international space station exploding. And they packed every square inch of the entire station with C4 because it explodes continuously for about 20 minutes of the movie. Like, no, n- no, that's that's that, that's not even the most egregious thing. The DNC, when that arena blows up, that entire building is like vaporized by lightning. Like there's just a just massive fireball where that building it got hit by be, like, like four it, lightnings at once. It, it got hit by four lightnings, and the building like utterly detonates. Like it's not even like exploding outwards. The building is just consumed by a fireball. It's just God. gone. And like, what what the fuck are they building buildings out of in this universe? Again, explosives. Explosives. That's the only they're, type they're, of they're mortar that exists C4. is C4. We'll yeah, glue yeah. these I-beams together with uh, whatever this is. Thermite. <laughs> Why is it smoking? Oh, it's welding. <laughs> it's welding itself. <laughs> it's, we- it's self-welding material. Yeah. I think you should watch this movie. This is dumb as hell, but if someone has it on their DVD or Blu-ray shelf, you owe it to yourself to be confused and dismayed for one hour and 50 minutes. I'd say if you want an environmental movie and you hated Birdemic because of how bad it was, this is like a half step up. If you want an environmental movie and you hate the environment, this is the movie for you. <laughs> this is definitely. If you want to watch a movie it, and you hate movies, what, what do you think the, the moral of this movie was? What what what, what point? Oh, uh, the little to get girl across? says it at the end. She's like, "As long as we all believe in one world and one future, everything is going to be okay." And it's like, "Okay." All right, and Bob Harley right. cool. starts playing in the background as we see the shuttles blast off into space. <laughs> Why was the moral, don't build a weather-changing satellite? Well, we had because to. Because weather-changing satellites are cool. <laughs> we had to I mean, use it because cool. the weather, the weather broke, cool. right? Like, we had to counteract global warming with it. It did uh, something in so relation the, to that. So the massive amount of drink that I drank at the beginning of this movie is now kicking in, so... I'm. Yeah, losing. I'm about ready to be done with Geostorm. Too. I'm losing. Uh, I'm gonna lay on the floor and try and forget this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, I can't even like the memories that I had at the beginning are just unraveling. All I can think about is, now is Guy Fieri. It's fucking baffling. Like, it's, oh, I wish he was. We didn't touch on the best part though. Okay. At the very end of it, this guy saves him, and he says, "Hey, thank the Mexican." What does that mean? Yeah. What did the okay? Hang on. So so we tr- so. That's right. I tried googling. There was a line like when like when Charlie Butler and woman are picked up. <laughs> I call her woman because I literally forgot her name. She's barely um, in the movie. Yeah, she's yeah, she's in there uh, twice. She, yeah, she's in the movie twice. Um, when Gerard Butler and Woman are picked up, uh, they're picked up by a shuttle uh, flown by uh, Her- Hernandez, crew, I think is including name. this guy who is from Mexico. And they look out the window and see him, and he waves and says, thank the Mexican. And we have never heard that before. There's no I think he's for that vaguely, line. He is vaguely alluding to prejudice and discrimination. So like, but Vaguely. Yeah, but, so I go, yeah, but, I go, is that like a common saying in Mexico to say that or something? So I go on but, Google. Hey. And I type in, thank the Mexican, and it auto-completes, 
thank the Mexican Geostorm because no one knew what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah, no one knows. It's just that's how Galaxy Brain the movie is. It creates and its the own top questions link, for others uh, to uh, ask. Uh, 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 and the top link for those results is the IMDb quotes page. Because the no one, everyone was too afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> he just said it on stage and like we have to keep it in the final cut I, I don't know you might get mad at me otherwise <laughs> yeah it's it's nothing it's nothing this, this whole movie, movie is, is nothing. nothing it is a styrofoam car that flips over 50 times when rammed by another one I saw this movie almost three years ago and I forgot all about it and then I watched it again and I remembered why I forgot all about it I think it's, like it's a, better that way yeah yeah it's, it's better that common way uh, watch episode. this movie once and then put it out of your mind don't, don't don't think about it again. It's like a yeah, it's like a Neil Breen movie. You should see it, but you shouldn't think about it afterwards. God. Oh God! Now I'm thinking about Neil Breen. Oh no! Green I said month, don't. Green month. <laughs> green month. Green month. Green <laughs> month. That's a one hundred dollar a month Patreon goal. I think Neil hmm. Breen month. That's a one dollar for as me. If, if you guys want to listen to me, if you want to hear me, listen to I am here now on the Amnontet cast <laughs> episode two. Donate $1 <laughs> to my Patreon. Uh, I'll be here. My my two new minions, they're recording for me. I don't know how computers work. How do computers work? <laughs> hey, Geostorm! Kid, I'm a computer. I'm a computer. <laughs> Stop all the download. Uh, yeah, okay. Outro? Um, Outro? Yeah, sure. Do it. This um, is the Chudcast with special guest Amnon Ted. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at at Chudcast, on Patreon at patreon.com slash Chudcast, and all of our individual social media is linked there. Amnontet is a good friend of the cast. You can find him on Twitter at A-M-M-N-O-N-T-E-T. Can I do a shout out? Yeah, shout out all this of This Chudcast things. is sponsored by Raid Shadow Legends. No, no, <laughs> no. <it>. Fuck, <laughs> shit. No. Oh, God. Cut his mic, cut Wait. his mic. No, no, cut, cut.